the Morphin Grid, connected all together, all life, across the multiverse. Good and evil, yin and yang. The grid calls for heroes and villains alike to fill the roles. Welcome to Universe 19, my fellow grid travelers. Welcome, Grid Travelers, to another adventure here in Power Ranger Universe 19. I am your host. Today, I'm going to tell you a grand tale, but not of a Power Ranger. Not of a Power Ranger team. But of a Common Rider. This is Common Rider Wizard. Magic, the magic, true magic is showtime! Such a jolt to our very souls As if seeing the moon eclipsing the sun Will make anyone feel they can believe in miracles Time gathers you across to the grave Soon you may fall prey to its endless routine Is there anything to return your breath stolen away For the heart you must find The monumental energy Irreplaceable dreams of yours and mine soon mature to change our visual paradigm. Three, two, one, showtime! Time for the magic, say it the sleight of hand. Waving above all you it's can understand. So none is vital to save a memory. Reach into the roots and you'll see. Showtime! Life is showtime, greatest you may know. Always on a ship, drive and die. That cloud your mind Send them off, make the jump And you will define Your next move in life Polishing what once was unrefined Light bending true The stars will align Placing through And revealing the sign For you to continue The dispute waiting now With the fear down the line Three, two, one, showtime Time for the magic No clue to unfurl Just stay
Chapter 1. Let the Magic Begin Stone Canyon is a neighboring town to Angel Grove, with the two cities often holding sporting events and friendly competition. Three former Power Rangers come from this very city. However, this is not a Power Ranger story. This is something different. Something magical. In the center of Stone Canyon, there is a massive park. This is often used for various activities. Today, it was a child's sixth birthday party. The theme was Harry Potter. Kids were running all over, using toy wands to cast spells at each other. A little girl falls right at the feet of a young man. He kneels down and holds out his left hand to the girl. On his middle finger was a silver ring with the design of a hand on it. The little girl looks up at the man. He was dressed in pink cargo pants that had a black belt with a hand-shaped belt buckle and a pink shirt with a black leather jacket. He had brown shaggy hair that was a little spiked up in the front. He had a kind face with a warm smile and a full beard and mustache. She slowly takes his hand and stands up, then winces in pain, grabbing her right knee, where a few scrapes were on it. The man places his right hand on the scrapes. A silver ring with a red stone starts to glow on his ring finger. When he pulls his hand away, the scrapes are healed. Whoa, are you magic? she asks. Shh, he says, winking at her. She smiles and giggles, running off. The young man was Jacob Iron. Jacob stands up and dusts off. Just then, a woman lets out a blood-curdling scream. <coughs> huh, looks like the old man was right after all. He takes off running towards the scream. Psst! Hey, you! Yeah, you! No, you right there! Are you a fan of Power Rangers? Do you like listening to people just randomly talk about all kinds of subjects? Well, then do I got the podcast for you. Zeo to Hero, the podcast. Jim and Billy, the bulk and skull of podcasting, talk about everything from Power Rangers to Gundams to who has the better hairstyle. These guys don't care. It doesn't matter to these guys. They will talk about it. You need to go check them out. That's Zeo to Hero, the podcast. On Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, they're on there. So go check them out. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. In one of the picnic areas, there is a humanoid figure that appears to have large bull-like horns and armor covering every inch of its body. It also has a thin black tail that appears to have a silver tip, possibly some sort of weight. Alongside this creature, there is more humanoid figures who have similar devil horns and armor that looks like cracked stone throughout. In some of the cracks, there is what appears to be lava-like textures. They were all attacking families. Jacob places the ring with the hand design onto his hand-shaped belt buckle. Connected rings out from the belt. He then thrusts out his other hand as a red magic circle forms next to him. He puts his hand into the circle and pulls out a large silver gun with a black fist with gold outlining as it, its design. Hey, ugly! I don't think you're welcome here, he shouts and swings his arm, firing off four shots. Each bullet curves, missing all the humans, but hitting the golem and blasting off one of the horns of the bull monster. Silver bullets, it says in shock. Are you a magician? Jacob smirks and lays his left hand on the belt again. Driver on, the belt says, and this time the black 
belt transforms into a silver, futuristic-looking belt. It's showtime. Jacob holds up his right hand with the red stone ring on it. He flicks the top of the ring and a mask folds down over the stone. He places it on the belt and the hand slightly becomes askew. Henshin! He shouts and with both hands hits the side of the belt buckle, making the hand symbol rotate. A red magic circle forms and engulfs Jacob. Frame! is said from the belt. When the light lifts, there stands Common Rider Wizard. He is now wearing a black bodysuit that conceals his entire body. Attached to his silver belt was a chain adorned with rings. His chest was covered in a red gem-like armor. His coat had a similar material in three sections along each side. The shoulders had silver edges with a dragon-like crest on it. From his waist hang a trench coat-like tail with red material on the inside and black on the outside. His wrist and ankles had ruby red bands on them, and finally his head was concealed by a silver helmet with a ruby red face plate decorated like the ring he wore. Sporting metal lines making it appear as if he had large eyes with antenna from his forehead. No, you're wizard, the monster growled. Very good, and you're the phantom named Minotaurus, Wizard replies as he turns his gun into a sword. Tell me who you were before you sold your soul. Minotaurus just growls and charges at Wizard, as do the golems. Wizard does a spinning roundhouse kick to Minotaurus's face and swings his sword out at the same time, cutting down two golems. He then back flips away and lands turning his sword back into a gun and fires at the last few golems, blowing them to pieces. Minotaur stumbles back from the kick and shakes his head, clearing his thoughts. He then summons a giant long-handed axe. This will be the last time you get in the way of the Master's plans. He stomps his feet and charges at Wizard, his head down and his horns out. Wizard runs at the monster and jumps into the air as soon as the monster is a few feet away. He uses Minotaur's head to springboard up, and as he gets... Even higher in the air, his left foot starts to glow red, and it lights on fire. Flaming Rider Kick! Wizard shouts as a red magic circle forms over Minotaurus. Wizard flies down through the circle. As he does, his whole body lights on fire. As soon as his foot hits Minotaurus, there is a huge explosion. Wizard lands a few feet away and sweeps his coat tails out and drops into a pose. Show's over, he says, and then walks away. Hi, I'm Billy, and you're listening to Cosplay Dude 637. Only on the Zero to Hero Network. A few feet away stands a man and a woman of Asian descent. They both had black hair and had watched the whole battle. The man was dressed in a black shirt with black jeans. He wore two necklaces. One was a simple silver chain. The other was a pendant with wings on the side and a blue stone that was shaped into an eye in the center. On his left above his bicep was a black bracelet with gold pattern on it. He also wore a red sleeveless hoodie. This was Phoenix. The woman was dressed in a purple dress with black and yellow snake scale patterns with a blue and white scarf around her neck and a blue and white shawl on her shoulders. This is Medusa. I told you he was going to be too weak. 
His gait was way too easy to break, Medusa snarls. Yeah, yeah. I really just wanted to see if we were right and there was a magician going after our phantoms again, Phoenix replies, waving a hand at her. Medusa glares at her partner. Master Carbuncle is not going to be happy. She transforms into a phantom with black and pink body armor. Her shoulders had golden, golden-plated pads on them. Her eyes were covered by a black visor with pink scales. Out of the side of her visor flew snakes that were also her hair. Phoenix smirks and turns into his phantom form. He wore a full-body black and red armor with silver highlights. In the center of the armor, right under his breastbone, was a golden circle with a green stone in it. On his shoulders were golden shoulder pads with blue stones in them that looked like eyes. He wore a helmet that fully covered his head that had a silver mouth cover with a red line down the center. Gold lines ran down the side of the helmet. On the top of the helmet were three red and gold wings. One was in the center and the other two were off to the side. We will find stronger people and break their soul gates and turn them into more powerful phantoms. This wizard won't stop us or our master's plans, he says, and the two just disappear. Hey there, podcast listener. You enjoying what you're listening to? Well then, do I got a special treat for you. Story time with Cosplay Dude 637 That's me. I'm your host. And I like to tell you stories. Stories that I personally enjoy. So, buckle up, get comfortable, because we're going on a wild ride. In the business district of Stone Canyon sits an old antique store called Old to Some, New to You. Sitting behind the counter was an older gentleman with short gray hair and a kind smile. He was carving into an orange stone. He looks up as the bell above the door rings out. Welcome! He stops seeing that it was Jacob. So, how did it go? He asks. How do you too, Alistair? Jacob says, walking over to Alistair. Not bad. You were right. They attacked the kid's party. Jacob spots the stone Alistair was working on. You making some new spell rings? Alistair smiles and nods. As you know, I just carve the stones. I don't choose the spell. The spell chooses the ring. The bell over the door rings again, and the two men look up to see a woman walk in. She was about the same age as Jacob. She had short blonde hair and was wearing a three-piece dress suit. Welcome to old to some, new to you. Can I help you find something? Alistair asks. The woman storms up to the two men and pulls out a police badge from her pocket and, and flashes it at them. I am looking for Jacob Irons, she demands. Jacob looks at the badge, then at her. Well, Detective Stephanie Scott, I am your man. She raises an eyebrow at Jacob. You? How rude, Jacob says, crossing his arms. Ma'am, what is this all about, Alistair asks. I am taking him downtown for some questioning, Stephanie says. Questioning? About what? Jacob scratches the top of his head, looking very confused. There was an attack in the park today, and you were seen entering the scene, and the only one that left the scene not running away scared. So, we can do this the easy way, or the hard way, she says and pulls out her handcuffs. Um, kinky, Jacob chuckles. Stephanie glares at him. Okay, okay, I will go with you, he adds. 
Alistair pulls Jacob over to whisper in his ear. Were you seen transforming? Jacob shakes his head no. Then what is this all about? Jacob shrugs. Stephanie starts tapping her foot and crosses her arms. Let's go, sir. Jacob nods and heads for the door, holding it open for her. After you, my lady. He sweeps a bow to her. She huffs at him and walks out of the store. This should be fun. Jacob waves at Alistair and walks out. I really like to give a special thank you to Liz BX Tech or the Metal BX Tech for helping me with some of the descriptions of the monsters and giving me some confidence to try some of the descriptions on my own. Thank you so much for your help. It was greatly appreciated. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story. I'd just like you all to remember that all my fanfictions are exactly that, fanfictions, and have no connection to the mainstream continuity that they're from. No copyright infringement was intended. I'd like to now take the time to thank my supporters, the ZOT Hero Network, Jim and Billy, the Bulk and Skull of Podcasting over on the ZOT Hero Podcast, Ben, the Baker Ranger on Baker Ranger Movie Talks, Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, on Nerds Through Comics. Iron Avenger 52, on TikTok and Instagram. And of course, Neon Lights, on YouTube. Guys, give them a listen. They have supported me so much, I'd love to return the favor by you guys going and supporting them. I'd also take this time to thank some of the friends of the Zero to Hero Network. Ty Tiger, on Tiger Tales. Till next time. Later days.